listening to Grace and Mercy Podcast. This podcast is for people who want to know the grace of God and how it changes the way we interact with the world. I'm your host, author Darlene Bojack, and in this episode, we're going to find out what Romans has to say about grace. Yes, we have reached Romans, and Romans has much to say about grace. 26 times the word charis is used, and it's used uh, most of those times in the same way that we've been searching for in the scripture. But before we look at those 26 times, we're going to learn two other words that are a cognate of grace that are found in Romans. And by understanding these, we will be able to understand the word Carice better, understand the grace of God better. The first word we're going to look at is a word that's called karizomai, which is a verb and it means to show favor, give freely. It is directly related to grace and it's properly to extend grace. So you have properly to extend favor or grace, freely give favor to, grant forgiveness or pardon, favor that cancels is used of God giving his grace to pardon. This is freely done and therefore not based on any merit to the one receiving forgiveness. Kuritsomai literally means to exercise grace freely show favor, for example, willingly, graciously bestowing. So we've been saying that this podcast is for people who want to know, not only know the grace of God, but how it changes the way we interact with the world. And karitsomai is that word, uh, karitsomai. It is a activity of showing favor. And it's tied to giving. Remember we said, uh, we were talking about giving himself. Christ gave himself. And this is reflected in the activity of, of giving grace. So, Kuritsumai is in Romans once. So that's Romans 8.32. What shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Verse 32. He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? So loving means giving. Here it is. The the whole message of the Bible compacted into one verse. He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? God's gracious giving is toward his people, his favor, giving his favor, giving his son, giving through God so loved the world he gave, right? So... This includes, though, the second half of the verse, that he's graciously giving us all things. He is taking care of all of our needs, being the shepherd. 
So we're going to look at a couple other places where this word is showing up in the Bible that we didn't talk about. It was in Luke and Acts. Luke three times and Acts four times. So a quick review of those. Uh, Luke 7.21 In that hour he healed many people of diseases and plagues and evil spirits. And on many who were blind he bestowed sight. So the word bestow is the action of grace. 724 <clears throat> Luke 724 This is when a sinful woman anoints Jesus. And Jesus told a parable. Two men were debtors to a certain money lender. One owed him 500 denarii and the other 50. When they could not pay, he canceled the debt of both. Now, which of them will love him more? So, when it says that he canceled the debt, he forgave. He graciously forgave is the, the word that we're looking at. All right, then we have um, the one who he forgave more. Luke, the next verse, Simon answered, the one, I suppose, for whom he canceled the larger debt. And he said to him, you have judged rightly. So the word canceling of a debt is, is grace in action. Right? And what do we say in the Lord's Prayer? We say, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. So in the Lord's Prayer, we are saying, Kuritzamai. We are saying, as you have given grace to me by forgiving and giving, may I likewise um, be doing that. Or in the same measure, recognizing before God in that prayer that we are obliged uh, to give forgiveness just uh, as, as the parable, the, the other parable that Christ said of the unforgiving servant who did not see the connection between being forgiven of a great sin, a great debt, and forgiving others. So we say that in the Lord's Prayer. Now, as to the book of Acts, we have Acts 3.14. Uh, Peter is speaking to uh, in Solomon's colonnade, and he says, But you denied the Holy and Righteous One and asked for a murderer to be granted to you, or to be released to you. So that word, to be granted, is a giving, a releasing into uh, at the request, right? Uh, Acts 25.11, Paul is appealing to Caesar. If then I am a wrongdoer and have committed anything for which I deserve to die, I do not seek to escape death. But if there is nothing to their charges against me, no one can give me up to them. I appeal to Caesar. So in this case, giving up, delivering me, okay? Grace that is exercised, grace that is in action, has to do with this granting or giving. Then we have Acts twenty-five sixteen. Festus is consulting Agrippa. And Festus says, I answered them that it was not the custom of the Romans 
to give up anyone before the accused met the accusers face to face and had an opportunity to make his defense concerning the charge laid against him. So here it would be the give up, give up. And finally, we have Acts twenty seven twenty four. Uh, the storm at sea for the, for just last night an angel of God whom whose I am and whom I serve stood beside me and said do not be afraid Paul you must stand before Caesar and behold God has granted you all those who sail with you so here God is giving uh, giving the lives of the others who are sailing with him to Paul um, I want to remind you all about uh, Philippians 2 because Philippians 2 is all about how Christ gave himself it says so if there's any encouragement in Christ any comfort from love any participation in the spirit any affection and sympathy complete my joy by being of the same mind having the same love being in full accord and of one mind do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Have this mind among you, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of man, men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So he gave himself, he gave his, he gave up so that we could have and we are told that Christ's example of this givingness is our model to be the same way having the same love um, looking not to our own interests but also to the interests of others and I when I read that just now I I thought of how how wonderful it will be in heaven when this looking out for other people's interests when everybody's just doing that it's just going to be such a peaceful place when when everybody's looking out for their own interests it's just um dog eat dog stepping on top of each other pushing each other down but when we lift each other up from under you know we lift if everybody were lifting each other up that would be such a a wonderful place to be wouldn't it we've all been in situations where there's that, that spirit of, of brotherhood and fellowship and camaraderie where people are building each other up. We've been there. It doesn't always last very long because people's burdens pull them down and then things happen. But there are reprieves where we get a glimpse of that, I think, in the church. So the word karitsomai, I learned that word, karitsomai, is grace in action grace being exercised and it has to do with freely showing favor or bestowing things to people granting them things giving things generous giving and thoughtful giving and giving before they ask isn't that really what 
the church should be doing, not waiting to be asked, but giving before it's asked. I think we can try to do that today, maybe, try to give. Um, a lot of times we are very giving, and nobody appreciates it, maybe, <laughs> but just let's, let's, let's keep giving. The second word, which is very similar to this, and is in Romans about um, five times, or six times, is the word charisma. Now we've heard that used with regard to like charismatic gifts, or that man has such charisma. Forget about that use of it. Forget about that use of it. The word charisma is from charis, right? And charisma is a noun, a gift of grace, a free gift, an undeserved favor. However, properly, it is the operation of grace. Okay, what's the difference between the other one? The other one was exercise grace, to exercise grace. Okay, and charizomai, to exercise grace. Charisma, as a noun, is the operation of grace, right? So, like, think of a factory and think of all those parts moving together. All those parts moving together make grace. The operation of grace is the whole function of how grace comes down from God into our lives, out of our lives, into the world. Okay, charisma, properly the operation of grace or divine favor. For example, a grace endowment to edify the church. So the, the ma suffix focuses on the end result of the endowment of grace, the end result. So if it has a ma suffix, it has to do with the, um, a result of something. Okay, we also have a definition div continues, charisma or grace gift divinely empowers a believer to share God's work with others. For example, spirit-empowered service to the church to carry out his plan for his people. Charisma, but not limited to spiritual gifts, like the charismata, the plural form, literally means grace endowments. So charisma, for our study here, we need to understand that charisma is the, the functioning, the operation of grace coming down from God into the world, right? And God gives, it, gives us all talents, uh, the things that he's given us, uh, the things he's entrusted to us um, to use for this world is his grace, is by his grace and is for, his, for the functioning of grace. You remember we talked about joy comes from recognizing the gift uh, from God, recognizing what God has done. In this case, those things that God has given are given in order, are endowed to us in order that we may grant them to others and use them for the functioning of, of being a blessing to others in the name of Christ, right? So we have Romans 1.11, I long 
For I long to see you that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to strengthen you. For us, considering the word spiritual gift, when we meet with others, we can impart grace to them. How, how do they need us to speak into their life? Right? In Paul's case, when I read this, I think of some prophetic you know, laying on of hands and granting them some sort of a, of, of a, I don't know, a gift of, maybe the gift of preaching or the gift of prophecy. And for the apostles, that might have been true. But for us, when we meet with people, we can impart to them, uh, you know, we can impart this grace, the functioning of God's grace going through this, this charisma machine and out through our lives. He gives us gifts we rejoice in getting those gifts and then we push them out into the world right next verse is romans five fifteen. but the free gift is not like the trespass for if many died through one man's trespass much more have the grace of god and the free gift by the grace of that one man jesus christ abounded for many okay so we have a free gift is mentioned here twice. God's gift of forgiveness is not like the trespass. For if many died through one's man, one man's trespass, much more have the grace of God and the, the gift of grace by the grace of that one man, Jesus Christ, abounded for many. So the free gift is the uh, gift of, of grace, gift by grace the charisma. Let me read it one more time. But the charisma is not like the trespass. For if many died through one man's trespass, much more have the grace of God and the charisma by the grace of that one man, Jesus Christ, abounded for many. Okay, the commentary, Ellicott's commentary says, the grace of God is the moving cause its result is the gift of righteousness imputed by his gracious acts to the many. The grace of God is the moving cause, and its result is the gift of righteousness. Then we have Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Hey, we know that verse. Let's read it in terms of the word charisma. Thinking of that machine of grace coming down and, and doing its work and going out into the world. For the wages of sin is death, but the charisma of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So he, through Christ, he put this grace machine into work, right? And the gift of God, the operation of grace, the endowment of grace is eternal life. And we did talk about that with regard to Joshua's story yesterday, that when when grace is put into the story of Joshua, we get the Great Commission, and we are freely reaching out God's grace to the world. Okay, uh, Romans eleven twenty nine. 29, this is regarding all Israel shall be saved, and it says, for the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. Okay, so for the charisma and the calling of God are irrevocable. The things that God gives for his, for grace to be moving into this world are not going to be taken from us. 
Romans 12, 6. Having gifts that differ according to the grace given us. Wow, look at they use the word grace in there. So let us use them if prophecy in proportion to our faith. So this is the li a list of some of the ways that God has blessed the church in ways for them to uh, bring grace into the world. Let's look at that whole list. It says, starting at Romans 12, 4, For as in one body we have many members, and the members do not all have the same function, so we, though many, are one body in Christ, and individually members of one another, having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them. If prophecy in proportion to our faith, if service in, the, in our serving, the one who teaches in his teaching, the one who exhorts in his exhortation, the one who contributes in generosity, the one who leads with zeal, the one who does acts of mercy with cheerfulness. Uh, all of those things that are listed are ways that the, the, the machine, in a sense that the functioning of grace or the machine of grace uh, that is coming from God into his church, going out into the world. And as it goes out into the world, it's also blessing the people in the church, right? We bless one another. We impart to them uh, spiritual gifts. We impart this, this charisma to them. You know, somebody is discouraged. We, maybe we just use the word encouragement for, for this act. But, you know, somebody comes to church and they're burdened and they're discouraged and we impart to them this grace. We remind them of the grace of God. So those are the times that charizomai and charisma are used in the book of Romans. Okay, that's it for today. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we are grateful that you have given us the book of Romans because uh, in the book of Romans, Paul has laid out grace and how it relates to our life, the kind of grace we've been hunting for in scripture. We know he's going to be very clear about. Thank you that we learned about charisma and charizomai, these um, cognates of grace that are in the New Testament, in the book of Romans. Help us today to have the strength to be imparting grace to people. Let the words of our mouths and meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O oh Lord. And we pray this in Christ's name. Amen. Thanks, friends, for listening to Grace and Mercy Podcast with author Darlene Bojek. This has been episode 14 of season one, Finding Grace. The question of the week, where have you been hurt by an absence of Christian grace? You can find the show notes for this episode, including links to everything we've talked about and a place to upload your comments and your answers to the questions of the week on our show notes page at graceandmercypodcast.com. Looking forward to hearing from you. Okay, see you next time for the continuation of Grace in Romans. Okay, bye-bye.